0: Fear. Something that we all have to face. No matter how young or old we are, there's going to be situations where we're going to feel a bit anxious, a bit scared, a bit fearful about whatever situation we're in, how's it going to end out for me? Don't know. Now, I do hope that none of you are really going to have to face really extreme circumstances that cause you to panic to any great degree. But there are going to be relatively smaller circumstances that you're going to have to face. We all have to face situations like that. Now, rather than share some story off the internet or from a book, I'm going to share something that happened to me because it's still quite fresh the emotions still run quite high, and it makes it very real. Now, when I go on holiday, one of the challenges I set myself is I have to go in the sea. I've got to swim in the sea, okay? And about two years ago, we were on a three-day holiday, and our holiday was basically washed out. It was a horrible holiday. It just rained. It was just terrible. And nevertheless, it got to the last day, and I thought, well, I've only got a few hours left. So I have got to get in the sea. So I, I strip down to my shorts. Iron grey sea, clouds, cold and windy. But I've got to do it. I've got to do it. So there I go. The waves are looking pretty big. It's rough. It's windy. Ah, it's not looking good at all. But I've got to go in. So I'm one of those people that, you know, slow. <laughs> you know. So it's agony. Anyway. I've started making my way in, but I don't think about it. Three steps, wave. <laughs> oh, agony. But I've got to keep going. So I go a bit further. There's another wave. This looks big. Oh, deer right up to the chest. Oh, it's terrible. But as you know, the further you go in, the calmer it gets. <laughs> no, 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 no. I keep motoring forward. The next one, the next wave is over my head. It is terrible, but as you know, the challenge must be met. So I'm, that took me off my feet. So I'm then swimming out, swimming out. Eventually I'll get there. I'm getting tossed, I'm taken up and down and up and down and I'm beginning to move away from the shore I, I came from. I thought, this isn't funny, I'm not enjoying this at all. And eventually it got to the point I said, right, I'm going to turn back. I've got to turn back because I just can't swim. But as I turn back, I find I just I haven't got the strength to get back. So I keep going, but I found myself going further and further away. And I was scared. I was really scared at this point because this wasn't funny. Water was going in my mouth and I wondered, am I going to get out of this? And so I prayed. I just prayed to God, I said, Lord, save me. Please get me out of this situation. Because I am in the control of the sea. I'm helpless. As you can see, I'm here. (laughs) I did make it back. But when I got out, I was absolutely shattered. I was battered. I felt broken. But immensely relieved. Do you know what? I think my feelings... Weren't that too dissimilar to what the disciples felt as they went out in that boat on the lake? In the story that we heard a bit earlier. And the question, the very question they asked was about Jesus. They said, who is he? Do you know what, maybe that's a question that some of you have asked, or are asking now. And in the next few minutes, I hope to better give you an answer that will leave you in no doubt who Jesus is. Now this true account from the Bible we heard earlier, we see Jesus having, a really, having had a really long day teaching to large crowds of people. Now Jesus is no stranger to this. He'd, it would have caused him, though, to feel tired, exhausted, and he'd want to get away from the crowds. Thing was, people loved listening to To Jesus. They'd never heard teaching like Jesus. And so wherever Jesus went, crowds of people would follow him. And you know what? Some of you may remember this. I'm always reminded of the late Princess Diana. Now she was so popular with the people, enormous crowds would gather just to see her, just to want to get a picture or an autograph or something. And she would even start to show signs that she needed to get away from it all. Well, in the same way, Jesus, he needed respite. He needed to get away from the crowds. So he decided to take a boat with the apostles to the opposite shore, where there weren't these sort of big towns. And not long after, unsurprisingly, Jesus falls asleep. Fair enough. Now, you know what? A number of the disciples on the boat with him, these, these men, these were seasoned fishermen. You know, these, these guys are familiar with the waves of the sea. And this is not the first storm or squall that had come up on this Sea of Galilee. And it was known for raging storms. But even these professional fishermen, they were frightened by this storm to the point where they feared they would die. Verse 37 of our passage said, the waves broke over the boat so that they were nearly swamped. This particular storm seemed much worse than anything else they had experienced before. And yet, whilst the disciples are trying to do all they can to try and save themselves from possible death, Jesus sleeps on in the back of the boat. It seems he's so tired, not even a raging storm can wake him. And it needed the disciples to go and actually wake him up. Listen to what they say to him. They say, Teacher, teacher, don't you care if we drown? You know, those are strong words. Strong words. I wonder what the disciples are expecting Jesus to actually do. Maybe they're thinking, God, Jesus, pull your weight a bit. Help us to try and find a way to stop sinking. But they don't expect what is about to happen. And the passage says in verse 39, he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. The wind died down, And it was completely calm. Just picture it. Three spoken words. And in a matter of seconds, everything is peaceful. That's a miracle. The disciples, well, they're in shock, aren't they? First they they feared the storm, but now they fear Jesus. And even though these men, they'd lived with him, they'd walked with him, they'd seen his miracles, this, this event, this is too big. It's just too impossible. And their reaction, as we heard earlier, prompts Jesus to express, well, got to say it, disappointment in their attitude. Verse 40 said, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? So I imagine at this point the disciples, well, they must be utterly confused at what to think. Which is why the story ends with the big question a question that still gets asked to this day Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Who is Jesus? I'm going to answer that in two very simple ways, and they're amazing ways. First, Jesus is human, and Jesus is God. Let's think about Jesus as a human being. Okay? Jesus is a man, he's a human being like you and like me, and we don't have to look far to see that, as a human being, he faced all the normal challenges and physical weaknesses that. All of us, even in this room, do. And our story records how Jesus felt tired and how he needed rest. And we saw that, you know, he was sleeping so deeply in a raging storm, no one could wake him. But there are other accounts, well, it's particularly in the, in, the, in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, which reveal more of his humanity. And I'm going to shoot through these really fast. I'm going to give you six. You ready? First one. He was born to a human mother. Mary. We were all born to human mothers. Secondly, he experienced hunger. Matthew 21 tells us that as he was traveling along early in the morning, he was on his way back to the city and he was... Hungry. We all experience hunger, don't we, at some point or another. Thirdly, experience thirst. You know, as Jesus hung on the cross, John 19 tells us, Later, knowing that all was now completed, and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty." We all experience thirst, do don't we, at different times. Fourthly, we temptation. Matthew 4 tells us Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. I don't need to tell you, we all feel temptations, don't we, to do those things we ought not to do. We feel them. It's a human thing. Fifthly, he went through pain and suffering. Matthew 16 tells us here, From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. We all experience pain and suffering. All of us. On small levels and on bigger levels. It's life. It's human life. And lastly, he died. Matthew 27. And when Jesus has cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. Jesus died. We see death. One day we will all die. It's a human thing. You know, if Jesus had only been fully God, he never would have had the human experiences. However, Jesus is more than a mere human. So the second bit, Jesus is God. Jesus is God. Now Jesus did things in that boat on the lake which... They're impossible, aren't they? By any normal human being. Now you may enjoy a good magic trick, you know, where a a magician will make something just disappear into thin air. I love magicians. I love being amazed by magic. But taking on control of the weather? Well, that's on a completely different scale, isn't it? It's never been seen, it's never been done by any normal person. And look at how it was done. By Jesus speaking just three words. Quiet. Be still. It's like Jesus commands the elements to do his will. As if they were kind of soldiers ready to obey commands. Interestingly, we see this kind of speaking into action at the very beginning of our Bibles. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, at the creation of the universe, where it says these words, And God said, Let there be light. And there was. Light. Do you know what? Those are the words of the Son of God, Jesus, before he came into the world as a baby. So who is he? Who is Jesus? Well to finish, let me tell you that Jesus is unique. He is both fully human, And fully God in one person. And you know what? This is good news for you, for me, actually for the whole world. You see, though God had spoken into creation, a perfect world, human beings, they they rejected the creator God and his rule to become rulers of themselves, in control of their own lives, without God's guidance, wanting nothing to do with him. Sin was now in the world. And even though people began to realise that they needed to get right with God again, they couldn't do it. There was nothing they could do to earn God's favour. But, that's always a great word, but. As we saw earlier, God had a plan. God's amazing love for lost, helpless sinners like us He sent his son to come into our world by the Holy Spirit through Mary. He lived that perfect life without sin. Though, as we heard, experienced many trials and difficulties along the way. And through his ministry, he spoke about a way back to God. A way in which all your sins can be forgiven. And you can be accepted into heaven as a child of God. You know, one of the most well-known verses in the Bible, I don't say it enough, John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God has done two really important things there. He has loved and he gave. He loves us so much that he gave us Jesus. To die in our place for our sin. He's rescued us from our brokenness. And we need to do just one thing. One thing. Believe! Isn't that amazing? Believe! You see, Jesus is our rescuer. Jesus is our saviour. And he's opened the way back to God. And you know what? It can only be made possible by the one who is both fully God and fully human, the God-man, Jesus. If you haven't already, look to Jesus. Put your trust in him. He will not disappoint. And you will know the forgiveness of your sins and a relationship with him forever. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, thank you so much that though we have to face fear in our lives, Lord, you are the ultimate comforter and we thank you, Lord, that we can, get, we can know you as our saviour. And that we can be in a, a relationship with you which will take us to heaven to be with you. Oh, Lord, we do pray for everyone here, for all those who know the Lord Jesus. I pray they would be built up in their faith, wanting to live for him. And for anyone here who just is not sure, we pray, Lord, they will see The love of Jesus and how he wants to have a relationship with them. Thank you for your wonderful message. In Jesus' name, Amen.